Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Heat Nation, welcome into Believe in Miami Heat for another week. I'm Joey Levin, back as always, of course, and. Oh, man, what is there really to say about the past week in Miami Heat basketball? Oh, man, there is not a whole lot that has gone right for your Miami Heat. Four straight losses since I last spoke to you, including another extremely rough night tonight, the night I'm recording this Wednesday night to the Denver Nuggets. Of course, this game was once again without Jimmy Butler who continues to be out under the COVID health and safety COVID protocols. Tyler Hero, who is out with this mystery neck ailment, the neck spasms or whatever is happening with him. Goran Dragic sat against the Nuggets. So once again, another loss for your Miami Heat, where how can you really harp on what you're seeing on the product on the floor? Because what do you expect out of this team without Jimmy Butler, without Tyler Hero, without Goran Dragic? Positive note there, somewhat Avery Bradley came back, but that's not gonna it's not gonna get you wins, just getting Avery. But that I guess means that they're getting closer to Jimmy coming back. They said on the broadcast a couple times it seems like Jimmy's on his way back. So we hold out hope there. But a rough week. Like I said, four losses in a row. One to Toronto, twice to Brooklyn, and then tonight against Denver. And look, each week when I do this podcast, when I bring you, you know, my takes on the Miami Heat and what's going on in Heat Nation, I try to, obviously, I try to bring you the positives from what's going on with the Heat. And I feel like I've been able, for the most part, to do that this year, despite everything that's going on. But sometimes you just, we have to be honest with ourselves. And when the product stinks, the product stinks. Now, was there any positives that we could glean from this last week in this four-game losing streak? Uh, I think it's one of the same positives that we've had all season, or at least over the last two to two and a half weeks, is that Bam Adebayo, who we all know is a star, and we all know is a stud, and we all know is our max guy. Uh, I think we're seeing that people around, you know, Media and fans alike are starting to realize that this guy is a top tier uh, superstar in the NBA. And the way he played, particularly in the game against Brooklyn where he had 41, kind of showed that. So there's this, look, I'll talk a little bit about Bam, um, but that's a positive. But man, oh man, it's just outside of Bam in a year that even, even compared to last season where there was a bubble and COVID shut down the country... This season's going to go down almost 20 games in as one of the weirder seasons in the history of the franchise. In the history of the league, but also of this franchise because terrible start, but how can you really gauge how terrible it is because of what's going on uh, with COVID and injuries and freak, you know, whatever's happening with Tyler Hero and Jimmy Butler being out and now Goron's It's just, it's, it's going to be one of the weird... One of the weirdest years we've seen, and I guess the question I have to ask at at this point, 20, when we're getting basically at that point where teams truly start to evaluate their season, is what point, regardless of the injuries and the COVID and all that stuff, do you hit the panic button? 
now at six and eleven, off coming off of a, a four game losing streak, losing you know seven of their last ten. It's just not being able to do literally anything without Jimmy Butler. Uh, you know, what point do you panic or do you? I have some thoughts on it. I'll get into it a little bit because I, I think it's an interesting question. And I would imagine that most of Heat Nation Heat fans are probably a little, whether they say it or not, are a little bit panicked at this point. And for good reason, this is not the season you expected to have coming off of an NBA championship. Currently on the outside looking in when you look at the Eastern Conference standings. So, you know, what point? When do you start to panic? When do you start to say, this may not be the team or we need to go do something? It's always a question in the back of Heat fans' minds because we're it's Miami. And when Pat Riley doesn't like what he sees on the floor and and doesn't think that it's a team that can get things done, he makes changes. So I'll, I'll talk a little bit about that question. And Oh, and I mean, of course, I would be remiss if I didn't mention, hey, at least we have COVID-sniffing dogs, right? We got that. So that that's something. So I'm going to discuss some of that. But first... The Super Bowl is right around the corner, in fact. It is it's a week and a half away. It's nuts. Uh, if you're looking to place a bet on any of the sports going on, betonline.ag is the best and only place to lock it in. I'm going cheat. I got The Chiefs have not covered, frankly, they have not covered very often this year, but I got to go Chiefs. Uh, I got to take the Chiefs to cover because the number, by the time the game comes around, it's not going to be that big. So I'm going to go Chiefs. I just think they have too much firepower. I'm not a huge football guy, but it just seems that that way. I don't know. But uh, I guess maybe I'll learn my le- – uh, it's probably a lesson I'm going to learn the hard way betting against Tom Brady if if, if history says anything. Uh, also take a look at some of those props. They got some fun props out there usually. So, you know, from game spreads to totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online and – of course, I tell you it every week. There's always the online casino as well. It never it never closes. So head to betonline.ag today. Take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag. Sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So, yes, I mentioned it a little bit off the top. Bam out of bio. You know, before I get into whether... Is there a panic button? What does that hypothetical panic button look like? What are we what, what are we what are we doing this year? I gotta I like to go through what I've seen from some of the players on the Heat roster f- during the week, and obviously there hasn't been a ton of positive. Kendrick Nunn continues to play well. Goran Dragic, when he plays, plays well, continues to play well for the Heat. Um, but Bam is really the story of this week. I mean, if if you're a Heat fan at all. You're almost just watching these games at this point just to watch what you're, what is happening and what's developing with Bam Adebayo because he's become just an absolute star. And it seems like in that Brooklyn game on Saturday when he had 41, uh, he, despite losing to Brooklyn 128-124, you know, Bam... 41 points, 14 of 20 from the field. He even hit a three, nine assists, five rebounds. It was the performance that you hope to get a, a, a top 10 level star, which is what you hope Bam is developing into. 
gives your team. Uh, and he's continued to do it. He had 28 the next night against the Nets. Uh, and, and he's just continued to look, at least in this time where, God, we just don't know from night to night who's going to be playing, who's not going to be playing. Um, he had 26 the following night against the Nets. It's just he he has seemed to become a steady presence at, somewhat for the Heat when it's just impossible to know what this team is going to bring you on a night-to-night basis, uh, which is an unfortunate thing, but it is great to see. But I, what I what I do also think is in a league full of wing players, it's great to have a guy like Bam who can assert himself and ha- is developing his ability to score the ball and his range and all that, but... God, you need those wing players, man. It, he, he he just can't thrive without Jimmy and Tyler and Goron. He's doing so much, and you got to commend him for what he's doing because there aren't a lot of guys in the NBA at his size. And we've, I mean, we've obviously discussed it at length that his skill set is so unique. In fact, played against one of the few guys who's probably more skilled than him at the position tonight in Nikola Jokic. But outside of Jokic and maybe a couple others, there's not many guys who can hold it down for a team the way Miami did, even though they lost the games. Yeah, he, he at least at moments, maybe not against Denver, but against the other but against Brooklyn twice, he made it feel like there was an actual game going on. Uh so it looks like in the development of what Bam can become there's some positives to take away from the past week of heat basketball. I know I'm sort of grasping at straws to find positives because what can you really say? What else can you really say? But he has played great and he has, you know, that, that game, that 41 point game against Brooklyn in particular, where he was just, you know, fadeaway mid-range jumpers, elbow jumpers, getting to the rim, just doing a little bit of everything. So an incredibly positive performance by Bam. And you hope that when Jimmy comes back and Tyler comes back, we still get to see some of this aggressive to score Bam out of bio because as I've also mentioned many, many times, you just never know with Jimmy Butler. When is he going to be aggressive to score are you're going to need nights where Bam can do these type of things. So it's good, again, just like when when Tyler Hero had the back-to-back 30-point games, it's good to see that you're developing these options, not just saying because of the, the type of player Jimmy is. It's good to know that you're developing options offensively as a team to have multiple guys who on a given night can go out and get you 30 they can go out and potentially get you a win because the ball movement and the team offense and all these things that we talk about in the NBA, they're all great. I mean, the, the Heat's offense, it, when it's moving and the ball is humming and the Heat are shooting threes and making and knocking down open shots, it's great. But the best teams in the NBA, the teams that win in the NBA are the teams that have the, the players who are talented enough that if needed, they can just go out and get it for you. That's why the Nets are so scary. That's why the Lakers are so scary and so on and so forth, which I'll discuss here in a second. So that all is to say, seeing Bam go for 40 and do it in the way he did it 
is is an encouraging thing in a time where there is not a whole lot to be encouraged about when it comes to heat basketball, at least the product on the floor. Uh, as far as the uh, you know other guys from this stretch, I know a lot of people were have been mildly impressed with uh, the defense of Casey Okpala since he got placed in the starting lineup against the Nets. He's fine, but uh, it's just another guy who, once the team is healthy, he's not going to play. I mean, he's just, he's a good player. I, I have no problem with him. I think we have a tendency, I think, sometimes as Heat fans to see a guy that no one's heard of or that's sitting back on the bench and and we think because he's on the Heat, he's automatically going to be good. Casey is a fine player. But I wouldn't get your hopes up too much over this guy. Hey, he's good. He's a good player. Ideally, if your team is as good as it can be, he's not playing a minute on the in on this team. So temper the expectations there of what you've seen from him. If you liked him, if you didn't like him, then whatever. But uh, that's what I would say. Um, and then the other guy who I just you know I I not a, this isn't even about. <laughs> I can't even get through it without uh, laughing, but this isn't even about him playing particularly good or bad, but I got to shout out my guy, Max Struess. Um, I don't know what got into him in the de- in this game tonight against Denver. In the third quarter, I believe it was, he went on transition, and he went up and tried to dunk over some— I can't even remember who he— but he tried to dunk on somebody— and he fell, and I thought he was out for the year. He went down hard. Like, it was not pretty. It looked like he hit his head against the basket. He fell directly on his tailbone, hip area. The announcers were worried. It just it, it looked bad. And all I could think was, Max, Max, uh, man, you're lucky to be on the roster. Uh, you're probably on the roster because it's a COVID year. And you're on the roster to shoot that ball. You are not on the roster to go out there and try to yam on people. And look, man, I'm not saying that there aren't athletic white guys out there, but Max Struess is not the athletic white guy that I expected to be going up and trying to dunk on somebody. And he tried, and then he fell directly on his ass and looked like he injured himself pretty substantially. So... Uh, he, he probably doesn't listen to this so it doesn't matter but if i had to give him some advice i'd be like hey maybe stick to the uh the three-point shooting that's what the heat need out of you particularly in a game like tonight where the heat uh, against the the nuggets where the heat shot just aggressively poorly from the three-point line um and then i guess my last thing on individual players which i guess can sort of tie into my final one you know my the panic button discussion so i'm just and it's not even about it's about a player who didn't play it's tyler hero i i don't understand the neck thing i i don't i mean there's not a ton of information about it it's but you know it if he's you know if he if he has neck spasms for a game or two or a neck um, whatever is this neck thing? Like, I just don't, I don't understand what this neck thing is. 
that that he has going on and i guess the next spasms I, I guess probably most people don't understand what what's going on if somebody knows what's going on leave me a comment or you know and and let me know because it just i it's a, to to have neck spasms for a week he's missed 6 games now with neck spasms doesn't it seem like there's probably something more going on that they're just not talking about? I, like missing six games at 21 years old uh, in the middle of a season where your team is struggling and every game counts even that much more in a 72-game season, doesn't it seem like maybe something more is happening with that neck and we're just we're not just not hearing about it because they're trying to get him back and just try, I don't know. The whole thing, and not even like a that they're hiding it for anything. I, I, that's not even what I'm alluding to. I'm just saying it's concerning. It's very concerning that a 20 year old, 21 year old, who is clearly one of the most important pieces for this team to be what they were last year and potentially be anything this year, he needs to be on the floor. Um, God, next missing six games with neck spasms is crazy. I, I just don't get it. But uh, that, but hey, we'll see what happens. I, I don't know if he's close to coming back. He was listed as questionable. Um, the Herald reported the Heat are still waiting to learn if Tyler Hero will be able to play. Uh, or this was from earlier, but he's missed six games. So, yeah, I mean, obviously he didn't end up playing. So I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. But they these guys need to come back. I'll talk about that in a second. But um, before I get into my... I keep calling it the panic button discussion. I don't know if that's the right the right word for it or the right <laughs> the right way to say it because I'm not even sure if I know where that's gonna where that's gonna go. Uh, before we talk about that though, look with a with a new year comes a you know tons of big games, tons of big games. The biggest game is in a week and a half. I just told you that. And with big games, you know what you need. Do you know what you need with big games? You need big stakes. Yeah, that's right. Big stakes. And Kansas City Stakes has the cuts you crave to celebrate the playoffs and the big game in quotation marks. Visit KansasCitySteaks.com slash game day and receive and save up to $25 on combos perfect for game day plus. Get free shipping with the code believe that is B-L-E-A-V at checkout. Try out one of the snack pack combos. Love the snack pack Big snack pack combo guy. It features uh, small plates with big flavor. I go with the the mini beef Wellington steak burger sliders. Mm-hmm. Mac and cheese melts, which is obviously my favorite. I've told you that before. And the shrimp wrapped in bacon. Every order is fresh flo- Fresh frozen. Yeah, uh, I don't think it's fresh frozen. I think it's flash frozen. It's still, I'm still having trouble saying it. Every order is flash frozen, delivered directly to your home. Satisfactions guaranteed or your money back. Basically, every cut of steak imaginable plus appetizers, desserts, barbecue, and so much more. So again, go to KansasCitySteaks.com/slash/gameday. Use the code Believe B L E A V at checkout for free shipping. Kansas City Steaks, big games. Big taste. So I've asked this question how many times in this episode? Uh, uh, I've alluded to this and I've been thinking about it as this season's gone on. It's If there is this hypothetical panic button in an NBA season, 
when do you hit this hype? When do you hit the hypothetical panic button in an NBA season, in particular in a season like this, where you are now, you've lost four in a row, seven of 10, uh, six and 11, outside looking in in the playoffs at least in the playoff standings obviously I know it's so it's very early in the season but outside looking in in the playoff picture at this point in the year is there a time where you where you consider like yeah we need to hit that panic button um and what does that look like if if so and I think for a lot of heat fans that panic button looks like a major trade and I I understand that and whew, I mean I don't think I've I don't think I've done a show this season or maybe even during the off season where I didn't at least bring up the idea of could the Heat make a major move and go get another player. Now, I will say this. I do find it pretty concerning how bad the Heat have been without Jimmy Butler. Uh and now a lot of those games have been without Tyler Hero as well. But um I mean, first of all, that shows the importance of Tyler Hero, but it is a little concerning when you look around the NBA, and I mean, it sort of alluded to this earlier in the when when I was talking about Bam, how you got to have great, you got to have elite wings to win in this league, and the best teams usually have elite, probably have two elite wings unless you have LeBron James, so. You know, if you're on the side of, all right, we're 6-11, and we've lost 7 of 10, things are trending in a very bad direction, uh, and teams are getting better, we need to go do something, I'm cool with that. What does that look like? To me, there's only there's only one option. If you are even of the camp that the Heat desperately need to go make, get something done, which I wouldn't be mad at you at this point if you feel that way because... Even without Jimmy Butler, to me, it's concerning that the Heat are just not very good without him. Uh, and it's understandable. He's the he's just he, he's and I know he's the best player on the team. But in the regular season, um, when you're playing against bad teams, if you're a good, a great team, at least in my estimation. If you're missing your best player, like if you're playing the Detroit Pistons and Jimmy Butler's out, you should still win those games. All of them. They're that bad. Uh, Toronto's playing better, so you know you can't get super mad about that, but you should still beat that team. They have not been very good this year. Uh, so I guess it's just to say like some of these losses are concerning when you look at the Heat without Jimmy Butler just because I think there is – uh, there is definitely a solid argument to be made that the Heat still need to go get another wing player. and But but if you're going to go out and do that, and of course to go get a great wing player, it, a Brad Beal type, Tyler Hero would be gone. Uh, and that's, I mean, that's just what you got to, kind of what you got to do. The guy, if, if any, and I think most Heat fans that are on social media saw this last night, but it, I watched this game. Washington got absolutely smoked last night. They might be the only team in the NBA more ravaged by COVID than the Heat. And at the end of that game, he Brad Beal was just sitting on the bench 
with his head in his hands, shaking his head. He looked like a guy who was going to have a panic attack, who might have a breakdown. Like he just looked, he looked in bad shape. He looked miserable. He looked like he wanted out. So maybe now's the time to at least make the call, uh, having lost seven of 10 and looking like there's a struggle. I, I think like if you are on the side of it's time to at least consider panicking, that's the only thing you can do. There's nothing else out there that's really going to make the heat that much better, which is why, you know, as I consider what is going on with the heat this season, I still, this is why it's so weird. I think in a normal year, in any other year, in any other situation, I would immediately say, this is, this is not, this is, we are, the heat are bad. Um, They've lost seven of ten. They've lost four in a row. The the, the season, we're twenty games in almost. It, this is heading towards a disaster of a season. But obviously, there's a couple reasons why you can't. I don't think, despite just not looking good, I still don't think you can go down that road yet. If you're the Heat, it, it, obviously, I think the most obvious. The most obvious reason being the COVID situation and 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 Jimmy Butler being like all, all of these guys not playing. Jimmy Butler being out, Avery Bradley being out for extended time, Tyler Hero's freak injury. Now Goron sits against the Nuggets. Uh, so, look, what is this team? We still have yet to see really outside of the first couple games where the Heat, by the way, didn't look all particularly great in the first few games, but we still haven't seen this team at full strength for an extended period of time and clicking on all cylinders. So we still don't even totally know what this team is this year, uh, you know, with the new pieces and the old pieces and meshing everything together. So from that perspective on that, you know, on that one front, I think that's, uh, that's one thing you have to absolutely consider when you think about where the heat are at right now and I think there's still a lot of people who still believe that. Like, I still think, especially Heat Nation, they understand, like, you know, things are going bad because of extenuating circumstances. The question is going to be if they keep losing. Because here, the other thing you have to consider is that even when Jim, we also have to understand that Jimmy Butler is going to come back. He hasn't played in so long. Tyler here hasn't played in so long. Are we... You know, if they come back and they're rusty and they keep losing a couple games, is there a panic? Then I think you can have the discussion. But I think for now, you still, God, as much as I hate to say it, like you kind of just have to stick it out in a weird, like I said, one of the weirdest seasons you'll ever see for this franchise or any any franchise. It's just it's just crazy. But the other thing, why I still, I'm not sure that there's really ever a point to in this particular season uh where you totally panic and the reason is that it's 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 a weird thing that because of what Miami did last year because of going to the NBA finals and winning two games as a 5 seed there's almost this 
and I don't want to, and it's maybe a trap that you fall into when you follow the heat and you don't want to fall into necessarily is that doesn't it feel like if the heat just have to make the playoffs on some level, like if you're really thinking about it, when you look around the East outside of Brooklyn, who we don't know yet because they're so new. But outside of Brooklyn, when you look at Philly and Boston and Milwaukee, you know, even if you're a six seed or a five seed again and you're Miami, is there a team that in a seven game series at full strength, you're like, there's no way we can beat that team? I don't think there is that team, unless obviously Brooklyn could be that team and probably is that team, unfortunately. But that's going to be for anybody. They're just so loaded and they're not done making moves. But outside of that, so I say that to say that, you know, I don't know if there's ever going to be a point where you're totally panicked unless there's a point where this thing just totally goes off the rails and we're not even looking like a playoff team anymore. But I think as long as guys come back healthy, things get back on track, the Heat start beating the teams that are supposed to beat the bad teams in the in the East, I don't think you can really panic because I think at this point – in a season that's so wild and so crazy, when you're searching for positives, I think one positive and one thing to keep remembering is the Heat just got to make the playoffs. Like the Heat just be a playoff team. Obviously, you want home court advantage. Obviously, you want all that stuff. But I think the way this team is built mentally and with Jimmy Butler as leader and Eric Spolstra as the coach, just get to the playoffs. And I think you have a shot to still, you know, go to the Eastern Conference Finals at least. With this roster, if everyone's healthy and back. I do think um, on a non-panic fashion, like, and when I say a non-panic fashion, I mean not trading away core players to go get another player. The Heat will have to make a move to go get another big. I just don't, still don't think Bam and Precious are enough as your primary bigs and then Kelly Olenek as your primary four. They're going to make, I would, I'd bet any amount of money that that move is in the works and something will come down the pipe soon. That's just normal heat basketball. It happened last year with the Iguodala-J Crowder trade, so I would expect that. But in terms of the rest of it, I don't know that you necessarily need to panic. But, hey, if you can go get Brad Beal, go get him. Um, and I, you know, I've said, I said a couple times now, I guess. I have said there weren't a ton of positives. But, hey, at the end of the day, one of the, the most positive things in the league happened in before this Denver game. The Heat have COVID-sniffing dogs, dude. The Heat have dogs that can smell you and tell you if you have COVID. Um, I don't know if you guys listen to me enough or have listened to me enough to be able to tell when I'm being sarcastic, but my goodness, I, I don't know how I feel about this COVID-sniffing dog situation. I would love to hear how other people feel. Uh, I've talked on another podcast about this. Um I saw the videos of the dogs, um, it, it, the process of how the dogs smell the people before the games, um, where they're they're lined up six feet away from each other, and the dog just walks by, gives a little sniff, and walks away, and now uh, you don't have COVID. I just, <laughs> just see, I don't get it. I don't know that I believe. I don't know that I necessarily buy it. Um, I don't want to get into like a whole thing, but 
the other question I had was watching the Heat game, right? That they showed the fans and the fans are all wearing masks, which I understand is it's like, you know, the law pretty much to wear masks in public and in these places when you're around people. But I guess my question is if you are, if you, you can't get into the game without the dog clearing you and saying you don't have COVID. So if every person that went into the Miami Heat game tonight was smelt by a COVID-sniffing dog and the COVID-sniffing dog said, uh, you don't have COVID, then why are why is it mandatory to wear masks? Because everybody who's in the game should not have COVID, plus they're all socially distanced. And I, I just don't understand it. What are we saying? Are we saying we don't totally trust the dogs? And how do we, and what what is the qualification for us trusting the dogs that they were trained and went through this trial? I, I just don't understand the whole thing. I It just seems like another thing that could potentially be an issue down the line. I, I don't know. I hope it's right. I hope the dogs save the world. I know there's a lot of people who probably trust the dogs more than they trust me or you. Uh, but it just, the whole thing seems so weird and it got thrown put in place so quickly. And I don't get it. I don't, I don't, I mean, I get it. I just don't know if I buy it, but we'll see. Hey, maybe AAA will be packed sooner than later. I don't know. I don't know. Um, let's, uh, let's take it before I wrap up. Let's take a look at the upcoming schedule, uh, between now and next Wednesday when I record. But first, let me uh, give you a quick message from our friends over at uh, Just Live. Winning comes in all shapes and sizes. It's different for you. It's different for me. One thing is certain. Every day there's an opportunity to win. Just like scratchers from the Virginia Lottery. Every day grab and go. Every day giftable. Every day fun. The new lucky number scratcher from the Virginia Lottery. 32 chances to win $500,000 plus four bonus games. Stop by your closest retailer and check it out. For odds and more information, visit VALottery.com. All right, so four more games this week until I speak to you next. Um, Tomorrow night or tonight, if you're listening to this on Thursday, against the Los Angeles Clippers. My, I got to think that if Tyler Hero didn't play against Denver, then he's probably not totally ready to play against the Clippers. I don't, still don't know what Jimmy's status is, but Avery Bradley, this is going to be a tough one. This is going to be another tough one. Uh, I can't even, you know, there's no, there's no nice way to put it. Uh, the, The Clippers have the third best record in the NBA right now. They were on a seven game win streak that was busted, uh, last night because of uh, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George sitting out because of health and safety protocols. I'm now again, I don't know what that means. I don't know if that means they're going to be out again. I let me actually double check that as I'm recording this. Cause that could mean that could be a different story. Uh, but if Ty, but if Kawhi Leonard, um, let's see Kawhi Leonard. Let's see. This is from a day ago as I'm reading this. Probably should have prepped this before I recorded, but Ty Lue said Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are feeling well, but the head coach isn't sure when his two stars will rejoin the Los Angeles Clippers. The Clippers started a six-game road trip Tuesday. 
They did not make the flight to Georgia. Pat Beverly is also still out. So, yeah, I guess it looks like the Clippers will not have Kawhi and Paul George or Pat Beverly. That's a winnable game. Like, so here's my deal, right? They have their two worst players, their two best players out. Their whole entire team is out. So even if you don't have Jimmy and Tyler and even Goron, you should win that game. I watched them play the Hawks the other night without uh, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. They they were competitive. They're not a good team. That's a bad team. So that should be a win. I mean, it's, that should snap the losing streak. And again, I'm not going to say that you should panic if you don't win that game, but come on, guys. That, that's got to be a win. Then Saturday versus Sacramento at home. Just depends on what happens. Hopefully, Jimmy's back by then. Sacramento is—it's a—they're a wild card team. That they're—I've seen them play good. I've seen them play awful this year, but they're talented, so it's going to be a tough one. Charlotte, another one. They play super hard. Gordon Hayward's having the best year of his career. He's a like an under the radar, almost MVP type numbers this year. So it's all again depends on who's back and who's not. But hopefully, you know. If if you're near full strength, you can you know get it going against a team like Charlotte, and then and then there's Washington next Wednesday, and I'll record that Wednesday night after that game, play Washington back to back, and that's the worst team in the NBA right now. Brad Beal is struggling. I mean, he looks he looks. I mean, not he's not struggling. He is playing well, but he's looks like he's struggling mentally to be a member of that organization. So. Uh, you got two games against them. They have been ravaged by COVID worse than anybody. They missed a ton of games because of it. They're still missing a lot of guys. Who knows if they're going to be back at full strength by then. But even then, that's a, not a good team. They've won three games this year. So those are winnable games. I'm done making predictions on how the these streaks, these stretchers are going to go because it's impossible to know who's going to play. But the main thing we can hope is that Guys start getting back. Jimmy gets back. Tyler gets back. This, what would be good about this stretch, because it's LA without their two best players, Sacramento, which is just not a great team. Charlotte, which is a middle-of-the-road team that is still trying to figure things out in two games against a bad Washington team. Now's the time to get these guys back and work them back in against these teams that aren't great. So hopefully we get guys back, hopefully put together some wins, and, and just don't fall too far because... I have also mentioned, you know, on here a few times, it is a 72-game season. Things are different now. We can't just look at it like a normal 82-game season uh, and think, you know, we can wait and wait and wait and wait to play your way back into, and not necessarily the playoffs because you're going to be in the mix, but like getting up into a higher seed potentially, you're not going to necessarily be able to play your way back into that at the, the same way you can if you really fall out of it. So got to start winning some games got to happen uh but it all obviously is dependent on the vid and the injury stuff so we will see what happens over the next week or so i will be back with you as always next wednesday night after the game um and if you haven't done so already subscribe rate and review on apple Podcasts. it really helps us out and until next week always always remember
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.